Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Well, I have a treat for you today. Today I am talking with Caitlin Crosby. Caitlin is the founder of a brand you might be familiar with called The Giving Keys. The Giving Keys is a jewelry company with the mission of helping its employees transition out of homelessness. She is also the author of the new book, You Are the Key, and the co-host of the Real Good Company podcast. She was named among Oprah's Super Soul 100 list of visionaries in 2016 and featured on the Today Show, Cosmopolitan, Harper's Bazaar, and many other media outlets. Caitlin lives with her husband and her two children in LA, and she is bringing the fire today. She's got a lot to share with us, a lot of just great wisdom, encouragement, inspiration, and a really unique and unique and um, inspiring story, to be honest. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Caitlin Crosby. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Caitlin, welcome to the She Podcast. I'm so excited to get to hear your story from you and to get to learn so much of what went into building the Giving Keys and all that you're doing now. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's start. Just let's just rewind a little bit. Let's go back to the beginning a bit. And if you wouldn't mind sharing your background and kind of where you're from and what the beginning of this journey looked like, um, or even just, you know, your background a little bit as a person, maybe even before anything that you built, we would love to hear that and just start there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I was born and raised in Los Angeles, um, which is insane um and it's a blessing and a curse yeah I think, sure you know it's been incredible to be surrounded by so many different types of people from all over the world um not just one type of person which is which is very mm. great because it, it, I think it helps you be creative and think outside of the box mm-hmm. and your mind is really open to all different types of people and issues and um all that. So, um, but yeah, I grew up doing entertainment and doing some acting and music and all of that. And I was touring Mm -hmm. and I started, uh, this website called loveyourflaws.com with, uh, the actress Brie Larson. We did a movie Mm -hmm. together a hundred years ago and they cut off our faces and glued them on other people's bodies. Oh my gosh. And we were like, Oh, okay. Thanks. So you couldn't, you couldn't even airbrush us. You couldn't even work with what we had. You had to cut off our bodies. Wow. And um, so we started Love Your Flaws. It's not up anymore. We don't do anything with it now. But basically went around and took thousands of pictures of people holding up signs that said things like, my cellulite is is beautiful. My acne is sexy. Cankles are the new black, et cetera. Mm-hmm. 
my scar saved my life. And um, I was so passionate about that. And my first album also 100 years ago was called Flaws, like about that those issues and so I was passing through tour in New York and the hotel room key I thought it was cool so I put around my necklace started making jewelry out of them I went to a locksmith and I was like oh can you engrave letters on here can you engrave love your flaws on this key and then I saw all these old used keys and I said oh can you do hope love faith dream believe this was 11 years ago this is before like that was really like trendy kind of like inspirational jewelry and um and even before give back brands are really trendy Mm -hmm. and um but I knew I wanted the money to go to some sort of charity and I I met the a year later I met this young couple that they were living on the streets in a a cardboard box in a dumpster Mm -hmm. and fell in love with them took them to dinner and had my aha moment and asked them I was like oh wait I should pay you guys to engrave the keys instead of the locksmith Mm -hmm. and so little by little they saved up enough money I hustled and got them into thousands of stores and they saved up enough money and got their own apartment Hmm. um, from living in the dumpster. So now fast forward, we've been able to employ over 130 people that are trying to transition out of homelessness. So wow, that is so incredible. What an incredible, um, I think what's what's really neat to me is that it wasn't something that you, you know, had spent a ton of time trying to dig into. It was like you saw an opportunity in an, almost a very ordinary moment. Uh, oh, my gosh. Wait, could you put hope, love, faith on these? And um, then, you know, building a relationship and again, seeing another opportunity to create opportunities in what otherwise might have just seemed like an ordinary moment. I don't I don't I really believe there's not such thing as just ordinary moments in life. I think every moment has an opportunity to become extraordinary if we look for the opportunity in it. And I think that really is coming through in your story already. So that's incredible. Um, So I'm curious, like talking a little bit more about that sounds like that's kind of where the idea for giving keys was birthed. were you wanting to start a business and a mission just kind of followed or did you have a mission and then wanted to start with a business uh, or wanted to start a business with that in mind? Because like did one was it like a chicken before egg thing? Like which one came first or was it kind of all at one time? <laughs> Good question. I definitely did not want to start a business. Um, I was at the time just full on doing entertainment and it was just kind of like a, a fun passion project. Mm-hmm. I always loved making jewelry and just making little crafts and just Mm. wanting to start some sort of movement that would give back or help people in some way. Mm. And then it just kind of took off. And then when I started selling them at the merchandise tables, uh, they started selling out more than my CDs. So I kind Mm. of took a hint hint from the (laughs) universe, you know, like, okay, God, I, I'm, 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 I'm hearing you like, Mm. and you know, and, and then it made me realize like I don't even really like performing and getting up in front of people I would dread it I would be so nervous Mm. and then every day my inbox would be flooded like it was like the open doors of the giving keys were just opening 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 Mm. and I was always such like a a hustler so I just kept following the open doors and just also kind of shifted my mentality from working so hard like writing songs and doing entertainment stuff and, and shifted to this and like when I just couldn't keep up with the demand I had to figure out how to hire people yeah. as I went. Um, mm. But yeah, it was definitely not, I didn't go to business school. Like right now I just finished a book and it made me realize how much I love writing and being creative and not mm. having rules, mm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. and not having to deal with spreadsheets and emails. Like yeah. It just doesn't like, it's just not how I was built. And, mm. and uh, so I love being able to just be creative and let, you know, creativity and like talk about depth and let your mind wander and inspire people in different ways and the business was just kind of like a way to Mm -hmm. keep that going but I don't enjoy any aspect of it (laughs) (laughs) 
With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. I understand the uh, the tension between the creativity and the business management side of things. <laughs> I'm like, if it were up to me, all I would do is the creative stuff. So I totally yeah. get that. Um, okay, I'm curious, 
what was it because of your background being raised in LA or was there something a specific event or just what made you passionate about helping people transition transition out of homelessness was it from that one meeting at dinner or and having that relationship or was it a, a number of things I'm just curious where that was sparked in you yeah I grew up going to church and youth group and we were always so passionate about going up to people that were living on the streets, especially teenagers and just, you know, hearing their life story and encouraging them or praying with them and all that. And so I just always did that. So this particular day when I met this young couple, it wasn't, it didn't really seem that different. I did, I was leaving church on Hollywood Boulevard and I left like crying because I was so touched Mm. about that they did like an invisible children documentary. And uh, yeah, and I was really touched. And so I, I just knew I needed to talk to them and it just kind of snowballed, but it just really was how I was always built growing mm. up. At mm. So interesting and so cool. Um, curious how now that becoming really the mission of your brand, how has that impacted the building of the brand? Has like, has there been challenges with it? Has it been refining? I mean, what has that looked like from um, both, a, I mean, both a challenging and a rewarding standpoint? I'm just curious kind of as, you know, your, how, really how that mission has impacted the brand, the building of the brand, the creation of all of those pieces that kind of come with growth. Um, what does that look like? To, how, what does that look like and how has that impacted the brand? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of our you know, people that want to buy from the Giving Keys, they want to because not, yes, they want the words and inspirational words and they Mm -hmm. want the whole pay it forward mission, which I forgot to mention that part, which is you're supposed to get a word that you need in your life and you own it and you embrace it, but then you're supposed to pass it on and it kind of trains you to keep your eyes open for someone else that needs the word more than you. And Mm -hmm. it kind of, it's like, it's really cool to have like a a product that gives you a homework assignment to not be a narcissist and like (laughs) look at, look out you know, open your eyes for other people that are hurting and might need that, that, that Mm -hmm. strength key or that belief key or that faith key or that love key or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, more than you. And, uh, so that's half of the mission. And the other mission is to end homelessness through employment. So I think both sides of the mission is why people want to buy our products because everyone needs hope. Everyone needs the words on these keys. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone wants to give back in some way. Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, okay. So curious, you wrote a book. I think this actually really fits with what you were just saying called you are the key, which I love that title. Tell us a little bit more about that and what that's all about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, you are the key turning imperfections into purpose. So this is something that I haven't really shared a lot about yet. And it's, it's been so vulnerable doing some interviews and talking about like some body image issues that I never really had the guts to talk about Mm -hmm. before. Um, because it just felt a little bit too TMI and a little bit too personal, but basically I grew up with a lot of health issues and like in the female department and had like a, um, a breast defect deformity. So I had, when I was really young, I'm 37 now, but when I was 18, I ended up having two surgeries and another surgery when I was 19. And, um, and each one just led to another kind of disaster that led to more scars and a worse deformity than I had to begin with. And then after I was nursing my, my first, my baby, um, a couple of years ago, got a really bad infection. So then I had to have another surgery. Um, They were like, Oh, you have to stop breastfeeding within 24 hours and you need to have a surgery tomorrow. (gasps) Oh my. Um, And, uh, and then through that, that made the deformity 
10 times worse. And so basically I have had this kind of like hidden shame about my body and femininity and not feeling like a female and a woman and oh, much less feeling any type of mm. sexy or sensual. Mm. Like that's just like, oof, mm-hmm. so far from how I'd ever felt. So my, it's been like a journey of taking that and turning my like, learning how to love my flaws and practicing what I preach and, and using all that taking, that's why the book is called turning your imperfections into your purpose, because now I realize through a lot of great therapy sessions um, that, you know, it's really a gift and, you know, it's really made me who I am. And so it's not, but it's not just about that. You know, the book is about how you, everybody can take the things that they feel shame um, about, or maybe they feel like, self-hatred or they have body image issues or issues about, you know, a a lot of other issues. There's so many issues that I'm sure people have, you know, to take your story Mm -hmm. and really be grateful for the the trials and tribulations that you've gone through and turn that into your, your testimony and your message and your purpose and your, you know, your, your pain into your purpose. And Mm -hmm. like, and that's why I think the giving keys and different, you know, things or even the book, like, I think people can, really relate and people are touched when you have been through the ringer and when you have felt a level of depth of pain that like only those types of scars and pain and depth can really come up with creative Mm -hmm. special things to really be able to touch people I mean if you haven't really gone through much it's probably not much Mm -hmm. there to hopefully inspire people or you know all that so Um, So the the book talks about everything from one of my favorite chapters is called Girl Boss in the ER. And it (laughs) it talks about a lot how people think, oh, running your own company must be so great. You can make your own schedule and don't have to, you know, answer to anyone. And basically it just talks about how hard it is and uh, talking about, oh, just hiring millennials. And sometimes people think, oh, is it hard, you know, to hire people that are transitioning out of homelessness? And I'm like, oh, gosh, no, they're angels. They're easy millennials that have been Hmm. hard um and talking about everything from broken dreams to following your intuition and your piecemeter and how you don't need an mba to start something so true and about yeah and then it kind of ends with talking about how all these oprah high moments like yes i got to meet oprah and she was amazing and so great that she's been able you know she's supported the given keys and all that, but it's like the high that I have felt with just being present with my little three-year-old son Mm -hmm. when I was outside looking at snails with him, like that high Mm -hmm. was so much better than the Oprah high because Mm -hmm. it's like real life and, and just kind of bringing it into like the real purpose for all of us. Like what are our priorities and what really matters at the end of the day? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny. I've been in a very interesting season and just had such a gut check on perspective and what ultimately matters because it can be so easy to get caught up in those career goals and those incredible high mountaintop moments which should be celebrated absolutely you know those once in a lifetime experiences like let me embrace this but the majority of life is lived between the mountaintop moments you know and it's like how do we find and are we even aware of and looking for those precious moments in between that are honestly more lasting more have more depth and I think make more impact and matter more than a lot of those mountaintop moments that so many see and praise and think whoa that's so cool that you did this or that and it's like it is cool. Thanks for appreciating that. But I also just really am living in the moment and loving my family. I think the willingness to find just as much joy, if not more joy in the ordinary, again, like I said, brings out that extraordinary. So I yeah. love that. And I love that you shared that because it really reminds us to 
and I think it helps us realize, you know, maybe for those of us who haven't had a mountaintop moment like that or a, a Oprah moment like that, right, that our lives are just as beautiful and full of delight and worth celebrating, you know, those ordinary moments looking at snails, you know, so I love that. Um, I'm curious, you have a mantra every day, let yourself fail at something. And I'm curious, I actually really love this. And I feel like very aligned with it. But I'm just curious, Mm -hmm. why do you want to fail intentionally? Or why do you kind of why is that your mantra? Mm -hmm. I think for so long, I was trying to quote, unquote, juggle the bat, like have a perfect balance, like a perfect balance of (laughs) Yeah. work perfect balance of self-care perfect balance of being a good mom perfect balance of being a good uh, wife and yeah. daughter and friend and blah 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 and I was like it's impossible mm-hmm. and so I think I think you know one day I and I talk about this in the book there was this one day where I realized that I wanted this to be my new mantra was that I you know I wasn't taking care of myself I wasn't doing any self-care because before I'd go into the office I would want to spend time with my little boy because then mm-hmm. you know he was going to be at preschool or with a nanny and I had to work mm-hmm. and I didn't like that but I could only spend time with him before I went so then that meant I didn't really have time to do anything for myself um you know because I'm trying to soak soak up the quality time with him and mm-hmm. so one day I was like okay I'm gonna go do a uh, I'm gonna do a, a yoga class in the morning so I went to yoga class now that seems so extreme because now that everything's on zoom I'm like oh that would have been so much easier if I I, I should have just done that on zoom yeah you know? right like <laughs> I drove to a place which sounds so weird now mm-hmm. um but I drove to a yoga class and came back and I was like all wet and sweaty it was like a hot yoga class and mm-hmm. I had to you know, I had like just amount, just enough time to take a shower, you know, brush my teeth and, and go to go to the office. But when I came back, Brave, my little boy was like, mommy, mommy. And like really wanted, you know, like I could tell that he needed me. And so I decided to not shower and not brush my teeth and just kind of spend those extra 20 minutes with him and then went out the door you know and 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 headed to my office like soaking wet and dirty and smelly and without brushing and I realized you know I was like you know what it was worth it I'm gonna I'm gonna choose something to fail at today because I cannot do it all all the time Mm -hmm. and I made and I felt like I made the right choice that you know, for him and I, some things have to give and giving yourself grace to allow yourself to let things like the things that need to give, they need to give and give yourself grace instead of eating yourself up. Like, Oh, I'm disgusting. I didn't even shower. Like how gross I smell. And Mm. like, no, you know what? Like I was a good, I was a good mom and this was a good trade off. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's a good trade off worth it. I love that. I love that because I think like you said, it's so easy to feel like I need to succeed at all things all the time. And I think actually the best success can sometimes come out of failures, right? Or I don't even know if I would consider that a failure. I think it's just a choice. It's just knowing what do I say no to today and what do I say yes to today? And sometimes the things I'm going to say yes to may not look as great, but they're probably the things that matter most like you shared. So I love that. And that sometimes means you're going to have to fail or say no to the other things. So that's so good. I would love to know how you are hoping to inspire women by sharing your story and this story through this book. Yeah, my number one goal and um, and just a few people that have already read it, the early copies of press, people who've been able to read it early because it comes out next week on the 12th. But mm-hmm. um, and people are saying, like, it's the first time where I think I just gave myself a break and I didn't feel alone. And I felt like, oh, you know, you you have all these insecurities, too, and mm-hmm. have all these things that could have potem- potentially held you back from doing A, B and C. But you can still do them, even though I'm not 
perfect and healed and have all the answers. I'm like, yes, you can still do all of those things as you are in your mess and your messiness and your imperfection and your so-called, your, your so-called flaws, those, because those things are actually perfect and they make you you. So I really want the book to um, inspire people and make people feel healed, free, peaceful, not alone, worthy, valuable, beautiful, unique, fearless, and just to give themselves a break that they're allowed to be human. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Allowed to be human <laughs> and allow yourself to be human, right? So good. Yeah. So good. I have, I have a little bit of a different question, but this is more of what, I guess what I want to know is what advice or practical steps would you give to someone who wants to create something or wants to do something to make a different type of impact or create a give back company or has this mission in mind, but feels like, oh my gosh, I don't know where to start. And I don't have any way to do that. I don't know how to do that. That's for fancy people, you know? Um, what, what advice would you give to someone dreaming of that or seeing that as a possibility or a vision for their life, but really feeling stuck and unsure of what to do first? Yeah. Great question. I think, you know, there's always that thing for the most part, I think people have like some sort of burning desire deep down. Um, and maybe it's not even something you're necessarily passionate about, but maybe it's something you're, you're going through. That's like a hardship. Like right now, my, one of my best friends, she's, you know, struggled with infertility for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's, and it's something that she is in the process of right now dealing with and struggling with and feeling so much pain. So it's not that she's necessarily quote unquote passionate about it mm-hmm. it's just she's in it so basically now she I was like you need to start an Instagram you know just so you mm-hmm. like and so and I was helping her come up with like a name for it and mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's it's you will mother and basically it's like inspiration for women that you know are trying to get pregnant or might have mm-hmm. to you know maybe adopt or infertility advice and um things like that. And so just turning whatever your thing is into Mm -hmm. a project to give yourself therapy, to help yourself through that thing, Mm -hmm. whether it's an eating disorder or whether it's something, maybe you've been abused in some way, maybe it's, you were bullied. Like one of my best friends was, was bullied growing up and she started uh, Lauren Paul. Mm -hmm. She started the crimes campaign out of her pain because she was bullied. So now she's been able to touch thousands and thousands of girls um, through that Mm -hmm. and, you know, helping you know, like really start this anti-bullying movement. So yeah, take that thing, that pain, that story, that that passion, that drive, your mm-hmm. unique thing, and you can easily turn it into something. And that's what I, I talk about in chapter one. It's called No MBA Needed. Mm-hmm. And it's about how, you know, you can really start. I started making jewelry with my cuticle clippers and tweezers. Like mm-hmm. I was not a trained jewelry designer. I started getting them sold at at Fred Siegel, which is the swankiest, most fashionable place in LA. And I didn't know anything about sales. I, I wore like 10 of them one day in hopes that the woman, the buyer would notice. And one day she's like, Oh, what's your wholesale price? And I literally said, I don't even know what that means. Uh, so whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to sell them for is fine. You know, and just really faked my way through it and how I made business cards at, you know, Kinko's with a Sharpie marker. So I basically talk a lot in, in chapter one talking about, you really don't need to go to you know, business school, if, if you, if you do great, I mean, mm-hmm. more power to you, like, yes, mm-hmm. that's awesome. But you don't have to, because you really all you just need a quick trip to CVS or Walgreens with like a marker, maybe a Kinko, someone can help you there at the front desk, because I didn't know how to do anything mm-hmm. either. And you can do it. Yep. Uh, let me just echo that because, um, 
you know, I look back at my own journey and I'm like, man, I went to Hobby Lobby and I found some paper and a canvas and some markers. And that's how fancy it was when I started. So again, it's like I always say incremental, implementable, imperfect action, because I think so often we hear, you know, take massive action, take massive, imperfect action. I think they, they get the imperfect part right. And sometimes there is like a big step of faith you really do have to take. There's times that call for massive action. But I think when you're just getting started with something, I think it's better to take a small step at a time and just do what you can, like an incremental step that you can implement right now with the money in your pocket, right? Even if that just means spending 20 bucks at Hobby Lobby or starting an Instagram account or whatever that is. Um, yeah. to just get started rather than putting it off until you somehow have this capital or like all this support and resources to make some massive move. I think the massive move really is a series of a bunch of small moves that add up as you've probably very much seen in your journey that I've seen in my journey. And then I really try to encourage women when they're just starting their own. Totally, totally. I well, love that. I, all that said, man, there's so many things I feel like we could talk about, but I would love if you could share where can everyone find you? Where can they find the book if they want to dig more into your story or check out Giving Keys or all of the above? Yeah, um, you can get the book wherever books are sold right now, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, and we have a fun website for the book as well called youarethekeybook.com. There's a masterclass on there and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. And Instagram is is the place that I frequent. I need to <laughs> – I feel like I have not gone on Facebook for a while. Like I need to get back <laughs> into the flow. I know. But I'm the same. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, Facebook exists. We should do something with that. Is that <laughs> is that – yeah, do people still go there? Is it just like a different age bracket that goes to I, Facebook? I think, you know, that's a great question. I think it is, but I also think – I think people just go there for different reasons. Like, I think it's more of like for groups or for events or, you know, to catch up with family. I don't know. I just don't, I don't use it or to like read, I guess, like if you're reading an article. Um, But I think it's just used differently. I don't know. But I need, I I totally get the, uh, I need to get (laughs) active on Facebook again. It's still there. So yeah. Awesome. Well, (laughs) thanks for sharing with us. Thanks for sharing your book and your story and the work that you're, that you're doing. And, um, you guys check out the book. You are the key. We'll link it in the show notes. Caitlin, thanks for being on my friend. It was great to chat with you. Thank you so much. Hope you have a beautiful day. You too. (laughs) I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. 
Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.